Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast, and we're talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which introduces the multiverse into the MCU officially for the second time, if you consider Loki. All right, so Keith, how do you feel about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? Me likey. I like it. I'm excited for it. It Way better than their other Eternals and uh, Shang-Chi trailer, but uh, this worked for me. It confirmed a lot of the rumors that were out there, like the worst kept rumors they had out there in the uh, MCU, concerning the Alpha Merlina and that dealing with the multiverse. I didn't realize that they were going to go with use that Spider-Man storyline. I got a weird vibe from Doctor Strange in this. It seemed a little reckless. I'll wait for the movie, of course, but the trailer looked fantastic. I'm excited for the movie. I think it's going to be another win, as long as Sony's involvement is kept to a minimal. Continue with that winning formula making it work this looks like a game changer for the mcu so i'm pumped for it all right matt trailer is just right i'm actually very excited to, to see it when the movie does come out i hope they do not push this back serve society as a whole for us to actually get back to normal uh regarding the the direction that they have i agree with keith as far as dr strange being reckless and doing the opposite of what someone would tell him to do but uh it does seem very promising to hear the Green Goblin, Doc Ock. I think that's going to be very interesting. I hope that everything is not included just in this one movie, but spills over to multiple movies. I think that would prolong the storyline. That way it's not just the one hit it and quit it type storyline. But uh, overall, pretty excited about it. I'm glad they didn't show the other obvious things that we are all thinking as far as who will be in it. And I hope they don't and they, they save it for the movie. Because like other trailers where they show everything and then especially with YouTube and everyone and all these content creators and their their theories, etc. It kind of spoils it as a whole. But I guess we have our own control if we're going to watch it or not. So good job, Sony, Marvel. Hopefully you continue with it. So Big Mike, how do you feel about the Spider-Man No Way Home? Because you've been the bloodhound for all this. <laughs> Big Mike keeps his ears to the streets. Literally. Well, the worst kept secret in Hollywood. About time we finally got it. Whoever leaked it over the weekend apparently got fired. But thanks to that person because I think that's the only reason. Well, I'm not going to say that because it was supposed to be premiered tonight for CinemaCon. But I feel like this is the only reason why they put it out for everybody. I think it was only supposed to be a CinemaCon and then we were supposed to get it a couple weeks later. Like, probably for Shang-Chi to get people in the theater to go see that movie. Yeah. So, overall, I thought it was good. I will say now, I'm pretty positive that this is definitely going to be better than Far From Home because the trailer by itself already looks like it's going to be better than that one. I think it's going to be good. Uh, you know, what Matt said, I agree to a certain point, although I do feel like the official trailer, you're probably going to get the other part of the worst kept secret, at least a shot. You may not get everybody, but I got a feeling you're going to at least get one. Only because, like I said, everybody already knows. Yeah, at this point, why would you keep that under wraps? The other thing I was wondering is the fact that Doctor Strange is being so reckless, how much is this going to tie into Multiverse of Madness? Because I was kind of curious as what the whole purpose of that going to be and thinking that Wanda was the one to cause something. But it might be that Doctor Strange is the issue, really. Because if he's willing to break the spell for Peter, what else is he going to do following this? So, I don't know. They might be setting themselves up pretty good for the next phase. Again, looking at this, I still stick with my original premise of I don't know why you go Shang-Chi and Eternals and then this, but we'll see what happens. So Yeah, I mean, again, I think you could exclude both of those movies, even though they're in the middle between Black Widow. You could still exclude those, and that'd be it. 
still a good lineup. It's still strong. With Spider-Man being a mainline Marvel movie, you're not losing out on anything. I mean, I like the trailer, but I would also say, do you think somebody like Madam Web would show up helping Doctor Strange fix whatever he had done? There's too many magic people at that point. Yes. You have to introduce her and everything. You have to talk about her. Want to introduce Madam Web? They could have done it subtly like a while ago, and we all know Feige plots this stuff out pretty thoroughly. They would introduce her earlier, I would suspect. That's just my take on it. Well, I mean, because I guess is this the Doctor Strange from the primary MCU? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so because I mean, he's looking a little goofy wearing that first down with his cape. I'm like, what the heck is going on there? Talking about variants and all this other stuff. Is that the right Doctor Strange and Mm-hmm. Did TVA baby TVA? Oh, I see what you guys are going on with that. TVA King multiverse. It's all going to tie in. That's how come I think after this movie is released that that'll just be a start of it. I, I hope it spans over six to eight movies, and then all of a sudden, boom! Here you go. Here's a big baddie. But I heard they're staying away from that. Mike might be able to clarify it more, but I hear they're staying away from, oh, let's build up 20 movies again and do it. And they're going to try a different formula, which... Well, I'll just say in the age of COVID, that might not be as a responsible way to spend money on movies. I mean, again, I think you should at least go for your core Marvel movies at this point. You see what happened with Black Widow. (laughs) I mean, Black Widow would have been fine had it been in the theaters. I mean, it's like COVID just kind of fucked over. But. Well, man, I brought this that up. That Black Panther. I brought this up with Matt yesterday. With the way that streaming has hit the music industry and mm-hmm. that artists aren't making the amount of money that they would have been with CDs, music industry has seen that effect. And slowly but sadly, the movie industry had been fighting it all for different reasons. And now it's just kind of thrusted upon them. At some point, how much money is somebody getting per stream? I mean, again, with the music industry, you might get a cent of a cent. <laughs> and, or one percentage of a cent. And that's the amount of money that you're getting per stream. So all these movie companies will be raking in all the money. Because there was an article along with Disney+, Plus, Black Widow pulled in $150 million. How that is possible with that weak movie. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, ScarJo is definitely fighting over the money, and then I mean, she's probably done with anything Disney-wise. Going to be definitely uh, the situation at least over the next six months. Looking at the box office, I mean, the free guy made like maybe about fourteen, fifteen million, and then follow up with Paw Patrol. <laughs> uh, hey, free guy, is that any good? I saw that movie. You have to understand, I'm not a Ryan Reynolds fan. So, anything that he's in, I automatically might not like. I also haven't seen Ready Player One and like really liking that movie. And then seeing how they kind of do something differently with that. The Free Guy, <clears throat> Ready Player One is still the stronger movie. So, Free Guy made $18.8 million. Paw Patrol, $13 million. So the era of $150 million opening weekend, that stuff, at least in the near term, is done. Respect has pulled in $15 million. <laughs> I really want to see that movie. Jungle Cruise has pulled in almost $100 million. 
domestic. Oh, you that didn't like that movie, was, right? Yeah. I did not like that movie at all. I fell asleep on that. As I told you, it was like murder on the Orient Express level. It wasn't that bad. Nah, man. I fell asleep and I was like, I woke up with a crick in my neck. This movie's terrible. Suicide Squad, 50 million almost. That's all Suicide See, Suicide Squad's a stronger movie. That Hugh Jackman movie. <laughs> that was movie, a good movie. I liked it. That Hugh Jackman movie only pulled in $2 million. <laughs> Go back to Wolverine, Jack. You hear us? Go back to Wolverine. Good actor. I mean, I'll give him points for like trying new things. I guess you haven't seen The Green Knight, have you, Keith? Uh, not yet. I'm saving that up for when I can just sit back and just really enjoy Yeah, it. let I'm, me know when you actually get around to getting to see that and just let me know how you feel about it. I'm into that type of uh, the Arthurian he, legends and yeah. all that stuff. I'm into all that stuff. So I saw that this past weekend and probably just need to talk to somebody to discuss it. Okay. Like, I might be a little biased because I saw the original Green Knight movie with Sir Sean Connery. One of his finest performances, quite literally. The term phoned it in was literally invented for like, well, no, he was all about that. He was just trying to get away from James Bond. Hmm. And he put his heart and soul into <laughs> I was huge into the Arthurian Legends. I'm like all about alternative takes on it and whatever they can do with it. But I like the trailer, so. Yeah, because that director had also done the Peace Dragon movie. Not sure if you saw that. It was like 2016. First live action remakes type things. And it was an okay movie. Yeah, I'm going to definitely uh, check that out soon. So kind of the wife's back home. So, But yeah, that Belly Hills Cop for that movie's going to bomb. Why? Why? Well, he was trying to do a Beverly Hills Cop TV show. And that didn't. Yeah. Through. Brandon T. Jackson was supposed to be in that one no nah, it was i think it was the other guy um yeah brandon t jack's supposed to be the son really yeah so i wanted to had given the interview about like why that show just didn't take off and it was that cbs just didn't believe in him and then after they filmed maybe like two or three episodes that was it he said his career tank because he did that Martin Lawrence movie. Yeah, yeah, I saw that <laughs> one. like a woman. He was like, my career ain't been the same since. Big Mama's house. Yeah. Uh, he like super militant now on Instagram. All his videos would be like, bro, black man, forget the man, uh, all his own yeah. stuff. Okay, so my man is just went to, he just went left, huh? I mean, he went, uh, I don't even know what direction he went. <laughs> he went back. I mean, Eddie Murphy is a comedic genius. Regardless mm. of how old he is or how old his comedy was when people were younger, but he's a comedic genius. I mean, again, I've watched Trading Places recently, oh, maybe in the past month. All his stuff holds up. That movie, all- that movie holds up. I haven't seen Forty Eight Hours in a long time. That still holds up. Like another Forty Eight Hours, not so much, but the first Forty Eight Hours that holds up. Have seen the first Beverly Hills Cop recently, probably in the past six months. Great movie. I have seen the second one, probably the same in the past six months. That movie is okay. But that first one, amazing. Seeing him, kind of a shell of himself. And again, My Name is Dolomite. It's a good return to form. But coming to America too, that movie is mediocre. I'm not going to I mean, it could be a creative team. I think Malcolm D. Lee directed one. Who He's a competent director, but you're not Spike. So... <laughs> Coming to America 2 is like one of those things that you wish never happened. 
<laughs> well, I wanted it to be good. I did laugh out loud a couple moments. It doesn't hold a candle to the first one. I mean, it just doesn't. Coming to America was laugh out loud fun. Eddie Murphy in his prime. And it maybe might have died down right at the vampire in Brooklyn. Like, Eddie Murphy was on fire. He's probably like one of the highest paid people in Hollywood. Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Definitely probably like the highest paid comedian. I'm not going to deny that. Place is safe right now because right now his brand is just like at that point. And he doesn't need the money. Big hiatus, I guess, maybe most of the last decade. He was in a handful of movies, I mean, like Tower yeah. Heist and I think Mr. Church and some other stuff. He's, I know what he's gunning. He's gunning for the Oscar, that Oscar nod and stuff. He's looking at his legacy. That's what he's looking at. He's not Dave Chappelle where his comedy itself just stands the test of time and will yeah. just remain relevant. Like right now, Eddie Murphy, I know why he won't get back into stand-up comedy because his shit will get him canceled. If he went as hard as he did at Raw and Delirious. Well, he'd have writers, but comedy now is kind of a situation where it's hit and miss. I mean, certain larger comics can kind of get away with it. But I mean, one, if you're just the regular comic doing the comedy show circuit, there's not much opportunity for you (laughs) other than just that and maybe occasional podcast or something. Yeah, others trying to come up and... I don't think that shit's going to be as stand-up like Eddie Suff is. Kevin Hart has not had that seminal movie. He's not put out a string of just straight-up hits like Eddie Murphy did. I know he wants to be like Eddie and stuff, but a lot of people kind of thinking he's in that same league. But, I mean, Eddie is Richard Pryor and it's Eddie Murphy. Took that comedy and then they made that into just a commercial success with just movies that were just insane. Now I got to watch some Eddie Murphy films. Trading Places, amazing movie. It's probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Never laughed as hard as I have since I, and coming to America. I, uh, I, I, just, I mean, I, again, again, I, mean, I like Beverly Hills Cop, so it's like coming to America might be like 2A. Like, <laughs> coming to America is the greatest Eddie Murphy film of all time. I gotta say Trading Places. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> Boomerang was um, hilarious as fuck, too. I mean, that shit, yeah. just, I mean, that made Martin Lawrence a star, in my opinion. No, not a star, but it put him on the map. All the kid play movies, yeah. <laughs> he was only in one of them, though. It's on my house party? Yeah. Mine was in, too. Because by the time Martin was on his way up, looking at a lot of this movie news, it's just kind of bland. I mean, unless it has to do something with superhero movies. Yeah, you keep talking shit like, ah, oh, superhero movies, they're just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're going to go away at the time. No question. Well, I mean, they... they... i right the fuck back. Again, probably <laughs> had their biggest run between the first Avengers movie and then <laughs> the last one. Executives at Warner Brothers don't get fired for missing that shit. They just missed out on that whole boat <laughs> with this with their tomfoolery. That's all that's all I can call it. Pure tomfoolery. Like missing the goddamn boat on that. I could have making a billion dollars too. Yeah, you could have made a billion dollars as well. You just left shit alone. We had Zack Snyder. Oh shit! His movies. Yeah, awesome. as soon as he leaves, his movies started blowing up. <laughs> oh, the movie and on up. Netflix. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Brie Larson wants to battle Galactus. Apparently, so you are not going to very anytime soon. That important to be battling Galactus? I would say the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer should be battling Galactus. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Absolutely not. 
I mean, that Captain Marvel movie, unless something changes with the Marvels movie, they really should not be any more Captain Marvel, Brie Larson stuff. Well, I mean, like, I think they understand it. She can't really carry a film like that. Like, she sure she can't carry a franchise. You had your moment because of the social climate, and you put out a watered-down version of what Captain Marvel could be because you were trying to hit home all these social themes, and it made the movie worse. Mm-hmm. You know, plus you had Nick Fury in the movie. So, like, how does the movie fail if Nick Fury is in the movie? Trying to be old school Samuel Jackson. Look, Samuel Jackson is always uh, he's, he's iconic. He's going to make a hundred million dollar movie no matter what. Speaking of Thanos, so Josh Brolin says it, that Dune movie is transcendent and epic and a masterpiece. I mean, granted, he's supposed to say that, but still. Hmm. Anybody see What If yet? Uh, I have not. I'm waiting for it to get a few more episodes. Yeah. So you haven't seen the second episode yet? I haven't seen any of them. First one sucked, but okay. You like the first one? No. What was the first one? Captain America. Captain, you like Peggy Carter, Matt? No. I didn't care for it. Seemed like an agenda episode. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Oh God. Captain Agenda is what they should have called her. So it looks like the second episode is what if T'Challa became Star Lord? Yeah. I look like it might. That sounds like it might be cool. It was pretty cool. Mike, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, I won't give away anything, but Keith, you need to see it. How many episodes is What If? Like six? It would be six. I think that's kind of the standard formula at this point. That second one I really liked. Oh, yeah. like When I saw The Green Knight, the chick that played Carly is in that movie. And I immediately just sighed. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it. She doesn't have a prominent role, does she? She does not, but she is in the movie. <laughs> I was just like, no! <laughs> yeah, they are really trying to make her relevant. You know? She's not. I mean, it's because she's freckled and has like... Who is this? The chick that played Carly, the Captain America Winter Soldier. Or Carly? Carly? Yeah. The, the redhead chick, the forgettable redhead chick. I don't know who she is. The villain in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, God, no. Do away with her. Every movie that she's in, she ruins. <laughs> she <laughs> was in, horrible. She was in Star Wars, the solo movie. Ruined it. I mean, oh the movie was already ruined, but... <laughs> yeah, I was trying for the life of me. I remember just watching that movie, so like, is this something profound about this character? And then she takes off a helmet and is okay? What are we doing here? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, again, she's in The Green Knight. Maybe for like all of two, three minutes, but... All right, I was just like, oh, God, no. No. <laughs> what the going on here? Why would she be in it? No, oh, God. Well, I mean, again, the Green Knight is kind of a Thorian tale, and it is kind of mystical at certain points. So there's an explanation about why she's there. It's just her. Her, the actress specifically being in that movie. No. Because <laughs> she's the same person in every movie that she's in or every TV show. She doesn't have any range. She's the same person. I'm just me. I'm just me. Just because she has a British accent, freckles, and reddish hair. That's why she keeps getting hired. <laughs> 